Hey, welcome to the Midway Panther Public Podcast. We're back, our second episode, and we've got a fun interview with Mr. Evans. And uh, we also have a special segment about uh, student council and how that influences the school. And we also have an interesting story about fortune cookies, luck, and the lottery, which all have a lot in common. Yeah, and before we get into that, we just want to have a special mention. Uh, we want to say happy birthday to Cielo. Happy birthday, Cielo. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, Cielo. If yeah. you want us to say happy birthday to you on your birthday, uh, or if reach you have out someone to special you want us to wish. Yeah, uh, email us. Or anyone. Yeah, I recommend anyone. We'll we'll out them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be seeing you guys after the first interview with Mr. Evans. On to you, Mr. Evans. Glad to be here. No. Glad to be here. Had to be at school anyway, so might as well be here with you guys. <laughs> Mr. Evans is all three of our teachers, actually. Yeah. Two periods in a row, which is very fun. Yeah. So if you guys don't know any physics, you know who to blame, right? <laughs> Ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it part of the way. Good. Anyway, let's, we're going to be asking you some questions, Mr. Evans. Okay. Um, some questions might be hard. Some questions might be easy. Uh, I'll have an answer regardless. <laughs> I'll start with the first one. What major did you consider the most difficult and the most easiest? Well, I don't have a lot of experience with other majors. Uh, I personally majored in math and I minored in physics. And so I thought actually my physics minor was more difficult than my math major for the same reason that you all and other people struggle with physics. It's not really the math, the, the calculus you guys do in AP mm -hmm. Physics C is really not all that difficult. Mm -hmm. It's all the physics that goes along plugging into the calculus that's difficult. And that was the same as it was <coughs> with my physics minor. Uh, I, some of the math was complex, but most of it was figuring out how to make the physical concepts work in the math. So mm -hmm. um, I, I like math. I taught math for for uh, 10 years here at Midway High School. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I like physics better because I like the applied part of it. Um, math was really easier to teach uh, because it didn't really have the concepts. You could just explain problems and that was basically it. But here you've got to explain the physical concepts along with the math. So I, I found physics to be a little more difficult than my math major. Yes. So. Between those two, why would you suggest that a student would take one of those? You know, I looked up, uh, I didn't copy it all down, but, <laughs> but last night I looked at um, things you can do with a math major and things you can do with a physics major. And there mm -hmm. are a lot of opportunities out there. A lot of the math stuff is in analysis and market analysis and research mm -hmm. analysis and actuaries and all those jobs are really good paying jobs um, yes. it's also true with physics you know physics generally leads to lots of engineering but you can get some jobs with you know just a, a bachelor in physics or maybe a master's in physics they're are really I didn't list them all and write them all down I thought about it but there yeah. I looked up a lot of things that you could do with both math majors and physics majors and there's a lot of stuff you can do that are really good paying jobs with it mm -hmm. so wow. I would I would encourage anyone thinking about moving into those areas to look at the many opportunities that you have. So they are out there. So it's very broad nowadays. It is very broad, yeah. You know, I, and that's one reason I look things up is because things are a whole lot different mm -hmm. than when I took, I was in college yeah. back in the late 1970s. And so there are, mm -hmm. there are a lot more opportunities even now than there were then. Um, what do you think a common myth about your job or your field of expertise is? A common myth about my job is that I know more than I actually do. Uh, 
Um, I, I know a lot of physics, and uh, if you stack me up against the average person, then certainly I know far more physics than the average person on the street. <laughs> However, uh, all the things that we cover, um, you can make entire courses out of each topic that we, we cover every day. Uh, you know, we're going to look at certain things in current in um, current electricity and all those topics, all those topics. Physics is a huge, huge field. It's just mm -hmm. so broad and it's so deep. And so um, I, I think people tend to look at, at me personally and think, man, he knows a lot of physics. And compared to most people, I do, all right? But mm -hmm. we are just scratching the surface. And so uh, you get the idea in this class that, wow, this is a lot. And we're really just taking the first baby step. And that's maybe a little <laughs> discouraging to some people, but there is a whole broad breadth and depth of physics out there that uh, for people who are interested, it's just, you know, a wide, wide world out there. What section, I mean, since you brought up that, you know, there is a lot more to physics, what section would you consider is the most difficult? For students in AP Physics C, uh, I'd say probably electrostatics is the most difficult. I yeah. think it's difficult because the formulas are very similar. They sound the same. They measure things that are slightly different. It's a very, uh, it's not a concrete subject. You're having mm -hmm. to picture electric potentials, electric fields, how potentials changing. I think all that's really difficult for kids. Uh, I, I've heard this said and I agree with it. I think AP Physics C uh, is the most difficult class a high school student can take, uh, and I'm a little biased there, uh, <laughs> because not only do you have to know the calculus, you have to know how to apply the calculus. And so mm -hmm. What I think are some very abstract concepts. You know, the, the mechanics, most people can visualize the mechanics. You can mm -hmm. see planets and satellites and blocks sliding down planes and balls on strings and all that kind of stuff. But when you get to electrostatics, I think it's a really, really uh, abstract concept that's difficult for not just high school kids, but anyone to really grasp. Mm -hmm. yes. So I know I'm looking to go into physics, uh -huh. and at the moment I'm not really, my future plan isn't really a high school teacher. Did you ever have a different plan, and when did you decide to be a teacher? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I actually came upon teaching by accident. I guess I fell into it. Uh, I was actually doing something different at the time. I'd been out of college about three, well, I'd gotten a master's degree, believe it or not, in re religious education, believe wow. it or not. And then after that, I'd been in a church for three years, and then I decided I didn't want to do that. and so. Really, I was looking for a job, and at that time, as is now, uh, math teachers and physics teachers were kind of hard to find, and so I applied for a job without a teaching certificate. I had to work on my certificate at the same time I was teaching. This was in Wichita Falls many years ago. So I kind of fell into it, and uh, I, th I think I kind of found my calling by accident, really. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, because I've been teaching now for 36 years, 32 years at Midway High School, 36 years total, and I've enjoyed it. I've liked the kids that I've met. I've, I like what I do every day. Every day's busy, mm -hmm. uh, but um, I, I never leave this place. Most days, I seldom leave this place thinking, "Man, I hate that job," and I don't. I don't get out of my car in the morning thinking, "I dread this." I know. I'm glad to be here. I like working with the kids. I like the subject I teach. I like the people I work with. So, mm -hmm. I think if you can find a job like that, then you're fortunate. 
Yeah. So if you had to do it, you know, do it all again, so to speak, would you have chosen teaching? Well, um, that's an interesting question. You know, I, a lot of people will say, "Why did you become an engineer? Uh, you know, <laughs> you've got the skills to be an engineer." And I thought about that. You know, I, I would, I would make more money, uh, but also, you know, engineering is you don't work with a wide group of people. Um, so um, I, I, I sometimes think, yeah, maybe I might have done something different. But on the other hand, I think I'm glad I didn't. Really. You know, it's, uh, engineering would have been good. I think I've liked it. But I also think you don't have the contact with as many people, especially kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't work very well with adults because I'm sarcastic. And, you know, I say stupid things. So <laughs> I think that comes from working with kids for so long, and I've yes. never really completely grown up. So um, maybe an engineer, but um, mm -hmm. I I think I'm really glad I chose that. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you very much. So since you mentioned students um, and having that inner child in you, what's something that but like, what's a what's a very interesting story that you've seen in your classroom? <laughs> I think I told you guys this. I either told you AP Physics C or AP. This is one of the scariest experiences I ever had in a classroom. <laughs> My very first year of teaching, we were doing a thermal expansion lab, and it required we don't do it anymore. But uh, it was this really ancient setup, and you had to put uh, glass tubes through stoppers, and oh, no. and so uh, stupid me, you know, I say the silicone's over here, and so you guys can you know put it in there. And this guy didn't do it, and so he's trying to stick the glass uh, tubing through the stopper, and it breaks, and it hits him right on the wrist, oh, and no. it cut him right across the wrist, and it was bleeding like crazy. This is like my. I think it's my first year. Oh, no. <laughs> here. And so, you know, I started panicking, so we went over and we put pressure on and everything. Mm -hmm. But I, I just remember that and sent somebody down to get the nurse. I just remember that as being a really, really scary experience. And I later talked to the chemistry, she says, oh my God, we never uh, let the students do that. We do that ourselves. I said, well, it's good to know now. <laughs> but anyway, that was a, I, that's still vivid in my memory 36 years later. Yeah. I know he's slitting his wrist and killing himself in my class. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. So now we have some, you know, hypothetical questions. Chuck has some okay. hypothetical questions yeah. that he wants to ask. Right. Yeah, um, well, let's see. I. What do you think would happen if the, the world just suddenly became twice, you know, the mass that it is? Twice the size. Twice the size, yeah. twice the mass, yeah. so gravity would be a lot bigger. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> gravity would probably be big enough that you know, our muscle, if it immediately happened, then we wouldn't have, I don't think we have the muscle structure to be able to walk, actually, because the gravitational pull on us would be so great. So mm -hmm. um, uh, that would be one thing. So this rotational inertia is going to change, too. Mm -hmm. It's going to uh, rotate more slowly. Uh, mm -hmm. So the days will be longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, no. You could probably calculate if you wanted to, but uh, I guess those are the first two things I'd think of. <laughs> and we'd all be flat on the ground, right. and, not, and we'd all be falling and can't get up. So. <laughs> we wouldn't die, though, like instantly. Life alert. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. If you made the Earth like twice as big, um, mm -hmm. no, but you'd feel like you had weighed twice as much. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you'd feel like 300. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. probably your muscles wouldn't be enough to hold you up. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
I don't think you die either. So what would that mean for the moon if the Earth was... <laughs> well, there's another thing, all right? So the centripetal force is mv squared over r, right? And mm -hmm. m is the mass of the planet. Mm -hmm. So that means that the centripetal force is going to be bigger. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be making a faster rotation too then, wouldn't it? Wow, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I guess it would. Oh, there's, there's your answer, Chuck. If we, if the Earth was twice as big, yeah, I was thinking yeah. about making the Earth twice as big. Yeah. <laughs> got a plan for that. I doubt that's good for the economy yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it takes yeah. yeah. All right. There's another one. What if humans were twice as intelligent? Twice as intelligent. Hmm. I would like to think that if we were twice as intelligent, we would make better decisions about how to live with each other. Mm. However, mm -hmm. I'm not certain that just absolute intelligence always is the overriding factor in making decisions on how we live with each other because I've known some really intelligent people do mm. some really stupid things. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think that maybe uh, we had the ability to solve more problems and with that that we would be able to accept the scientific solutions, the practical solutions, the things that are best for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think a greater intelligence would lead to that. Hopefully mm -hmm. it would. But as I say, I've known people <laughs> who are really smart and they just don't do dumb things. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be my hope. I don't know that we would achieve it. Mm -hmm. So this isn't really as hypothetical, but it's more, uh, I know that I've personally asked for recommendation letters from you about several different things. So what is it like to see those students that you've helped out a lot over the years? It makes me very proud. Yeah. And it, it makes, me, um, makes me glad that I chose the field that I did. I, I try as much as possible to meet with students, uh, former students. I had mm -hmm. uh, a group that I met with over break. Um, let's see, one's working on his PhD in philosophy. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to do with me at <laughs> Columbia. The other is an engineer at SpaceX down in Brownsville. Wow. Uh, it makes me really, really proud. Uh, mm -hmm. Taught kids who are now at Harvard Medical School, mm -hmm. who've done all kinds of things. And I, I have a part in that, a small mm -hmm. part in that. And so, those are the kind of things that I see that make me glad that I chose to teach rather than do maybe engineering or perhaps something else. Mm -hmm. Because it makes me extremely proud to see, and not just the kids who go out to be engineers. I've taught lots of engineers, but doctors and teachers. Mr. Kassar was a student of mine. I'm just as proud of him as I would be for somebody going to Harvard Medical School. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, makes me really proud. I mean, it mm -hmm. makes me feel like I've invested my life in students and mm -hmm. not so much invested my life in material things. That's nice. So would you agree, when you, for, for prospective students that are thinking about becoming engineers or thinking about doing a field that makes more money, would you tell them that, that it's not all about the money? Oh, I, absolutely. I don't think any occupation is all about the money. I think if your occupation is all about the money, you're going to be an unhappy person. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you have to find something that you like to do, whatever yep. it is. Mm -hmm. If it pays you a lot of money, great. Uh, but if you're doing something and you're making a lot of money and you're not happy in it, mm -hmm. then um, I, I pity you. <laughs> because a person needs to get up in the morning and go do something that they really want to do. Mm -hmm. I would hope so. Yeah. 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 That's, to me, that's one of the most important things in life. I have a personal question of mine. Um, so can radios emit visible light? <laughs> 
Not that I'm aware of. Uh, radio waves are all... Uh, well, they can omit. No, I don't think so. I mean, not visible. Wow. But to mm-hmm. do, you know, television is mm-hmm. simply, it's not, television signals are not giving you visible light. They're simply mm-hmm. giving you signals on how yeah. the, to transmit information mm-hmm. electronically, you know. Mm-hmm. So that this pixel's this big and this pixel's this color and this mm-hmm. sound is this. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Right. I don't know. Yeah, if you could find out. Yeah, you know. sure I will. <laughs> uh, do you have anything, Carson? Uh, not really. Uh, if Mr. Evans wants to go off the rails and ask yeah. us questions, he can. No, no? Uh, <laughs> I just want to say I appreciate you guys. I appreciate mm-hmm. the hard work that you guys put in every day. You're the kind of person you know makes it enjoyable to be up here. So, <laughs> appreciate the time. Is this going to go like viral? Am I going to be on TED Talks? <laughs> Well, we'd hope it gets viral. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Uh, let's hope for that. Uh, this, uh, this is going to be going around the school, though. Okay, right, good. Right, yeah. Good. So thank you for taking your time absolutely. this morning and, you know, thank you guys. chatting with us. Thank, thank you. you. All right, yep. absolutely. All we'll right. see you at the end of the day. Mr. Evans for letting us interview you. Uh, and now, speaking of which, uh, this has nothing to do with that last segment. <laughs> We're going to talk about an article we read recently. Yes, we are. interesting article. It was indeed. It was about lotteries, fortune cookies, and money, it's right? It's actually a very funny story. <laughs> it is, yeah. All right, Chris, you want to explain it for us? Sure. Um, so let's do a quick synopsis of what this is. It's basically a man wins $4 million in a, in a Mega Millions prize using fortune cookie numbers. Fortune cookies, yes. You know, we've all we've all had some in, your, in our life. If you haven't, go down to any, like... Oh, wait, wait, stop. stop. Do you guys eat fortune cookies? I, I do. Absolutely. I, I've heard before. I was totally shocked. The other day, someone told me yeah. they were shocked that I hate fortune cookies, and I was shocked that they don't. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they don't have extreme flavor or anything, or like they're... But they kind of taste like cupcakes. Yeah, they don't really have much flavor. Yeah. yeah. But it's still just like a... It's the experience. I don't want to waste it. It's kind of like a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like a... I just love the thrill of like... Yeah, I know. I think one time I went into this um, grocery store, it's an, it's an Asian grocery store, and they had this huge box and said one fortune cookie for 25 cents. Or 20, no, one, I, no, sorry, one for one cent. Oh, wow. That is a dollar, you can get a hundred? Yeah. Bro, that's going to feed me for a day. And wow. uh, I went in there, I gave them ten. So you, you still you stole a hundred verse? No, they didn't, <laughs> yeah. they, didn't, they didn't have. Oh, oh okay. No, they didn't have them. They, yeah, so they basically said we only have enough. That's got to be at least 4.5. I think they only have like 200 or so, so basically. Did you eat them all? Mm-hmm. You ate them. Uh, I did not eat them all. I actually brought it to school. But however, I did go through all of them. And some of them actually had weird stuff. Mm-hmm. inside of it and I was like hmm maybe this is why it's a scent uh, uh, yeah. so like transitioning from that person winning four million dollars using lottery numbers let's see why he'd do that to begin with so you wanna you wanna talk about that Carson so I I mean this guy normally uh, if he ever filled out his lottery ticket he would just put in random numbers or whatever numbers he was thinking would come up but this time he tried something new and he just wrote in the numbers from his fortune cookie directly from the fortune cookie. And so that was just spur of the moment. He decided to do this and it paid off big time. 
he initially earned one million dollars, and yeah. then with a side draw, he quadrupled that. Yeah, just like that was the multiplier, and so. Wait, so Isn't that just so four million dollars? Four million dollars. I don't believe it. This is. It's real. I don't believe I, it. There's like taxes on it, of course. Yeah. But no, but yeah, yeah, but like what? I, I don't. Just, what, what's I mean, really interesting is like, what if we applied this logic to just anything else? Yeah. Like if not even just fortune cookies, if you just looked at the four closest street signs, um, <laughs> and applied it to I don't know. Not your taxes, of course. That would yeah. you'd probably land in jail. <laughs> but if you put it on your homework, what what grade would you get? That's man. So what you're saying is that the love of my life is the exact number of seconds that the first fortune cookie that I opened the next time I had to eat at a Chinese restaurant. Not, it's, not, it's not possible. Possible. Not exactly. See, here here's a thing. Here's online. something interesting. You, you you can't unless I were to actually do that. I can't confirm nor deny that. Yeah, that's true. Unless yeah. you actually you know timed what, it from yeah. every. You have a fun yeah. time doing that over the weekend. Then let us know next time. I think with the amount of numbers on a fortune cookie, that's way more than a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Let's see. There's like how many numbers? Like nine. Uh, the, seven. Lucky seven. Seven or nine. Yeah. So okay. So so at most you can have like nine. We'll just say nine. What is it? Nine million seconds. Yeah. And how many seconds are in a day? Like. We're not doing those kinds. Why not? You know what? We'll be right back. Do 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 do. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <He's> like, anyway. <laughs> uh. anyway, back to reality. I actually just t- uh, did the math, and thirty-one million seconds is in a year. So you can figure that if it takes seven million or nine nine million, that's like what? Uh, two, month, two months. Two so, months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good amount of time. So. Please don't go out there and time yourself based off of a fortune cookie. We don't yeah. want you to waste that much we time. We do not. We do not. Uh, do your you homework. Know, sponsor instead. that. Yeah, yeah, do your homework. Do your homework, and you'll get something similar to that. Yeah, cookie. and in closing off this section, uh, send us in. Are we, are we oh. Okay, sorry. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about what he said. He said that. No, he doesn't usually play his fortune cookie numbers, but he tried them on a whim. Fierro said the person who got this ticket. His name is Gabriel Fierro. He's a 60-year-old, uh, 60 of Cornelius, and he got this on Tuesday. I think it would be last Tuesday then. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is going to be two Tuesdays ago now. Yeah, right. I just won this uploads. And yeah. that's exactly 6,000 seconds. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks. I don't <laughs> yeah, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so it says that he got an email in the morning, and he just stared at it, and he was he thought it was an April Fool's joke. And, or maybe a scam. Yeah. I would have thought so. Most no, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'd even go buy, you know, a lottery ticket. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I, I, on my 18th birthday, I did buy a lottery ticket just to see what it was like. Did I you did, win? I won $4. Oh, that's got to be a sign. One, one millionth of the amount that this guy won. So yeah. I felt pretty good. That's that's definitely awesome, man. Chuck, what would you do if you had $4 million? If I had $4 million? Yeah. I would donate it. To what? The Cancer Association. Breast cancer. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'll, I'll probably keep like 10,000. I, I would but, pay off as much yeah, yeah. as I can so, and then just donate it. Yeah. Probably. Some for yourself, some for others, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, primarily yeah. for, yeah. What about you, Carson? Well, yeah, I would pay for college. I would set myself up decently to not, I, I mean, uh, go bankrupt in my early life. But I feel like I could support myself on whatever salary I end up making, so I, I feel like I would save a bunch of it also. Yeah. And yeah. then donate a, just a, a whole lot of it, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of it's kind of pretty cool, you know, getting $4 million on a 
No, uh, on Tuesday. That you probably spent one cent for. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, anyway. We don't even know if he spent one cent. Yeah. He said he had at a bistro, right? He had an Asian bistro. We have to consider the price that he paid so, for yeah, the bistro. He had, he had to go through for like 20 bucks. a good dinner. Yeah. And then a one fortune cookie. He, here's the thing. What if he ate too much food and he wasn't, he, he wasn't, he was too full to eat it? To open it out. You know, that's that's true. Like, there's so many things that he could have just not yeah. done this. Yeah. It's kind of funny to think about. Yeah, just not the really. scenario <laughs> in which he decides one day of the year to not eat his fortune cookie. Yeah. So well, that, anyway. Uh, With cl- that note, let's actually move into a special section. N- next section. Carson. Yeah. Um, and Carson, do you have anything to say? Let's just move directly into... Um, the section with Carson. Alright? Alright. See? So this week we're going to introduce a new uh, part in the podcast where we interview a representative of a club in the school or a club or an organization. For example, student council. So, uh, our special guest this week is the president of the student council. Me? <laughs> no, no, sorry, no, no you. It's not Chuck. It's it's not Chuck. Chuck's being silly. Uh, no, uh, our interview guest today is me, uh, Carson. Hodges. Carson Hodges. That's the easiest person we could access on our second episode. It is definitely right, Krish. So now we're gonna ask me some questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, I, I guess the most obvious place to start off. What? How would you describe, in your own words, how would you describe what student council is, right? In your words, don't plagiarize. <laughs> no, no. What is student council? Uh, student council is a representation of the student body. Just like it's a small selection of the students that makes decisions about things like dress-up days or uh, uh, homecoming or events like Corrigan Week. And prom, that, that kind uh, of stuff. Prom, not super us. That's a lot more of the like admin and PTA. Okay, is it like a budget thing? Uh, because I think it's more that like prom is a more major event that's sold. Oh, so they don't want no one messing it up. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm glad it's out of my hands. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you crying? <laughs> uh, for the record, I'm not crying that much. Slightly. But uh, so. Okay, so every time, you know, when a student or the student body, every time we see, uh, like, if there's a address-up day, you guys, student, the student council are the ones to choose that, right? For the most part, yes. We, okay. Uh, or sometimes if it's, like, a pep rally day, that's more the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like, a week-long event, like homecoming or Corrigan, student council gets together, makes up some original ideas, like a big list of them, mm-hmm. and then we choose our, like, top eight or so yeah send that to admin to get approved and then whichever ones make it that's what we get for the week okay yeah what is i keep hearing that what is that Corrigan week is a fun thing it's kind of like a i don't know if any of y'all know what the sadie hawkins dance is but it's it's like that it's the girls ask the guys type thing just oh for for homecoming at at midway it's just like a prom it's not. It's wrong. It's, it's separated from both, actually. Yeah, it's its own little thing surrounding Valentine's <laughs> Day. Wait, why no food? No bother. No. Chuck, don't eat Chuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chuck's just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. 
So Corrigan <laughs> is its own little thing, separated from homecoming and prom. It's more centered around uh, Valentine's Day and just that week surrounding it. Uh, it's about just kind of getting together with your friends and doing things outside of school time. Yeah. Like going to the park, going to watch a movie, all as a group. And it's just a fun little way to get connected as a uh, friend group or as like individuals, you know. And so we have dress up days that we've gone and got them through the admin filter. And so what they are is on Monday, it's like a movie duo or couple, just dress up as like two people that pair together in a movie. That'd be really fun. Wait, and you do this with your date? Uh, if you have a date, yes. You could also do it with just so a, like another person in your group. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, continue. Uh, and then on Tuesday, it's birdies and birdies. And that means, because a lot of people have been confused about this, but I think it's really fun. Uh, birdies, number one, is like golf, because if you chip it in, and I don't play golf, so sorry if I get the number wrong, but it's like one or something. I have no clue bar, what you're you talking about. birdie, what? and so that's the type of birdie it's referencing. And then the other birdies is kind of like uh, camo and like a orange jacket, like the reflective vest. Yeah. Something that you would wear if you were going to go in search of birds, you know. Oh, so yeah. it's like you're playing on like the literal, you know, meaning of birdie. Yes. Yeah. It's like okay. the golf birdie and then like the nature hike or like you're uh, going to capture something. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Yeah. So then Wednesday is a lot of groups, they make their own Corrigan shirts mm-hmm. as a group and they have cool little designs and all their names on them or just the basic design that can encompass a larger group. Mm-hmm. And so that's the day to wear that shirt. And if you're not in a Corrigan group, you could also take this opportunity to wear a sports jersey because it's also Jersey Day. And when is this? This is the week of Valentine's Day, so the 14th okay. through the 19th. And this has always been a thing in Midway, right? Yes. I've ne- I've, okay. It, it's a lot bigger during, or like, like within the seniors. With seniors? Okay, that's really, I've never heard of that. That's all right, Sean. I, I, it might just be because I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually go with uh, just a group of my friends if I even yeah. do it. Because a lot of the time I'm just planning some stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, being new okay. to Midway, I feel like I'd participate in this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fun thing. Yeah. Chris, I think we're not still And then, the uh, <laughs> Thursday is neon versus pastels. Yeah. So I know what neon is. Like, like the color uh, or the person? No, the like the, the color. Outfit. <laughs> not the person. Outfit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, not neon. Yeah. Neon thing is cool, but yeah. not his day. Wait, talking about neon the almond? No, 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 no neon. Either. No, this is the cool the neon thing. color scheme. Oh. And then same with pastel. I don't exactly remember what pastel means. I'm not mm. an artist like that. It's, it's like a, I think it's like a crayon, a bit cooler because it, yeah. adult. Like a, like an adult crayon. Cooler yeah. sounds right. Yeah. So <laughs> because you, the, you don't want to say oh, I I draw with crayons. No, if you're an adult, you want to say I draw with pastels. <laughs> that, that, could, that could be it. And then whatever whatever you like, Chuck. Whatever you like. Yeah. Whatever. And then <laughs> <Can> you stop. <laughs> and then what's Friday? So on Friday we have uh, heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. So that's similar to the movie duo, but it's just more broad in the sense of. One person will be a hero, one person will be a villain. And so that could be you and your date, or yeah. you and another random person in your group, or just a whole theme between your so, so what you're saying is that that's giving me permission to dress up as Shrek, and you <laughs> dressing up as Fiona, right? I don't think one of those is a villain. <laughs> Lord Farquaad, probably. Maybe Lord Farquaad. Would yeah, be yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I, 
I could so, like walk on my on my I, kneecaps. As, you know, I mean, not to get it. All has to be school appropriate. Every, so uh, I can't come in as like Bronco Boy. I doubt it. No, I feel like his shorts are too short, right? Oh no! I mean, you, you just gotta wear like something appropriate underwears. Yeah. Un under it. Yeah, as long as you can tell that it is a school appropriate like outfit. Chuck, yeah, yeah. Also with like no. Chuck, baggage. if you come in like the Flying Dutchman, and I come in like the Barnacle Boy. I I think I'll just come in as Chuck. <laughs> and anyway, uh, so. Is that a hero or a villain? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own villain. <laughs> anyway, okay. yeah. Anyway, let's go into the next section. So, you know, you said you're a student council president. We still need to continue with more of those questions, right? Yeah. So, what got you interested in the student council? Well, it was a combination of things. Uh, one of the first factors is that around sixth grade, at the end of sixth grade, I moved away from Midway ISD for the end of my sixth grade year, and I moved up to a different school district and. You know, while I was there, I didn't really do my very best to like reach out to new people or meet new people. Mm -hmm. So when I got back to Waco and I moved back into the Midway school system, I really made it more of a point in my life to reach out and make new connections and just be a more connected person. And so that's really what got me into the position to where I could run for student council and where I could form all these relationships with fellow students mm -hmm. and where I kind of learned more about how that process worked. But also, on top of that, my brother, when he moved away, he was already in high school, and then he lost kind of the ability to run for the positions that he wanted because of that move. And so, part of it is kind of like to make up for my brother's lost time. Mm -hmm. yeah. that's, that's, that's sweet. Carrying the legacy. Yeah, carrying the legacy. Yeah, um, so, what, this is like kind of a, a tangent thing, but how many people would you say that you know? Oh, how many do I know? Yeah. I feel uh, like the senior class would know you more than you know the senior that, class. That is true, because I, I don't have a wonderful memory of, like, yeah. names. Uh, I could probably recognize a whole lot of the senior class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, the degrees of separation thing? I'm probably only, like, two or three degrees of separation away from every Forever, Yeah. Because I, I know I've always heard your name. Like, I feel like I've heard your name a lot last year. Mm. Um, but I never I never actually met you or, like, knew how you looked like till this year. I didn't know who the Romeo yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I also it it helps to know because I know the other officers in the other grades. I also yeah. know the a little bit of their surrounding group yeah. and the people who come to the student council meetings. Which, by the way, next year I would highly suggest joining it if you're a junior, sophomore, mm -hmm. freshman, or if you know an eighth grader, or if an eighth grader is listening, join student council next year. Yes. And also, why are you listening if you're a grader? No, anyone can listen. You're cool. Um, real quick, I'm sorry. So, I, what? I, how does the process of actually? Like, how many presidents are there? There are four presidents, one okay. per grade level. I didn't know that. That's in the student council. Right? In the student council, yeah, yes. Not... There's so many others in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the process to be an officer is well. First, you have to actually serve for a year, mm -hmm. just like in. 8th grade student council, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, which is just general all student council. Mm -hmm. We call it all council because it's all of the council. And then when you uh, do that, usually just by going to the meetings and going to like one or two other things, you'll have enough points to run. Points? Uh, yes, like every hour that you work or like at a function or if you volunteer for an hour on a weekend mm -hmm. and that one's like three hours or three points per hour. And so... You get points for being in student council, pretty much like attending meetings and being a good member. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you get a lot of points, that helps towards your uh, like election total. Mm-hmm. And then also in the election total is student votes, naturally. Because yeah. we want the students to pick the student council. And also uh, teacher recommendations and an interview section. Oh, my God. So hi- hypothetically, sorry, hi- hypothetically, if, like, if I had, like, no life and I'm, like, a sophomore, right, and I just, I just volunteer, like, every, all the time and I get all the points, I could hypothetically win and become president without anyone knowing me. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Um, wow, that's... that's it, it, it definitely is a lot harder to do that. You would have to earn a whole lot more. Yeah. You'd have to sacrifice all your time doing that. And I, either way, I would really just recommend to go for the social approach as well as the be good to your teachers as well as uh, help out. <laughs> this is, it's like a video game, like the social victory versus the volunteering victory. <laughs> nice. Nice joke. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really get the joke. <laughs> uh, it's a civilization it's joke if you guys play that. Either way, there are, there's a different way to become an officer also, and that's if, for example, four people ran for the five available positions uh-huh. in the student council well, we only have four officers, so we need a fifth one the next school year. This year it happened, uh, and so we didn't have a secretary, and so we had a special election, which is just where at like the first and second meetings, mm-hmm. we nominate someone from our class, and then we vote on that person at the next meeting. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting a secretary like that, and that was really nice. That might be a cool what- person to bring on at some point to interview. And what do they do? Uh, the secretary uh, keeps notes and uh, steps in for other positions if they're not there as well. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of every position is to step in when others aren't there. And uh, a big, a bigger uh, responsibility for every officer is just to represent student council and, more importantly, Midway. Yeah. So just be a good student. Represent, yeah, a student. Yeah. So uh, is... Is there like impeachment? Like if you if you if you become elected, well, in, in a way there is. When not, not when, when I because when I mean like you know getting demoted, you I guess. can lose your position. Yeah. If you well like uh, for example, if I got D, uh, is it DAEP? DAEP. 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 If I got yeah. DAEP, I would not be the president anymore. <gasps> <laughs> and I completely understand that, and that's why. I'm yeah, no, that's that, yeah, I understand yeah, that I situation. Do my best to not do anything bad yeah. in school, which is very easy. Yeah, and just just just, uh, just exist outside of school. Outside, outside of school, I also act like I'm a student of Midway, and I represent my school outside of school. Yeah, definitely. And so, just stuff like that. If you uh, get ISS, I think that does it as well. And uh, also, if you leave the school, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just there's ways to get out of it, you know. So, like, if you didn't mean any harm, and you're not you're a good student, and then you become uh, like the president, right? But you're not very very uh, you're not very what's the term like uh, interactive. Like you you don't communicate, and you're not. It's, it's more of a matter of not being very uh, present in the in the, in the meetings. Well, what happens? Uh, I think you probably wouldn't get the position next year at the very least okay that makes and sense. if you don't go to the meetings you don't get enough points for it to count like on your uh yeah. transcript and on your essays and stuff yeah like yeah that. okay so interesting what are you going to do next year without this well i i will say <laughs> president of the world <laughs> no that's uh three years from now no, uh, <laughs> no uh, i i will say i've already been looking into the student governments at the colleges i've applied to uh, and uh 
I do have one confirmed uh, voter if I go to Colorado University in Boulder, which I, is my tour guide. Wow, I didn't even know they had government in, in college. Yes, it, it's a lot more involved at the college level, I will say. Wow. You get to actually work with budgets and stuff like that, mm. is what I heard on my college tours. So, uh, and, wait, so, okay, that's a wild idea to me. Um, is it, do you know if it's like typically sanctioned or held only for people that are, you know, government degrees? Or like if you want to be a mathematics degree or a physics degree like you are, can you still uh, be involved and I, be I president? Think I could, I, I'm, it depends on college to college, but yeah. the colleges I've looked at, they don't really hold the government degree mm-hmm. part into it or like the political science degree part into it. It's more just if you want to be involved and you care about the school and you're like a active member of the student body, then you can do it. That's really interesting. I've never heard it. I guess I just have, but never thought about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've sat in one, and I'll tell you this, um, I think it was in eighth grade when we had our um, student council president uh, election, or it was like a, it was like a candidate, all this type of thing, where everyone would give a speech. Mm-hmm. I sat in there, I was just like, hmm, must be really fun for them to, you know, go up there. <laughs> And then now I'm actually sitting with you. I'm like, well, so it's just, you know, you just have to build up that confidence. And, mm-hmm. and it that was a big part of, like, why moving from this district was a, it was so helpful. For yeah. Me because I realized I wasn't super confident in myself. And so just going full force into my seventh grade year yeah. at being more confident in myself and talking to more people, that... Even if I wasn't in student council, I think that would have helped me. I think you, under, you have to understand your class a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there like something you didn't expect? You got the position, right? And there's something that was just wild to you. Something wild to me. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. This podcast. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting this podcast. I'll admit. I'm glad we did it because now we're like yeah. popular and everyone oh. loves me, you guys. Mm-hmm. And this is our predictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We By just released our first uploads episode. next week. <laughs> what is it? What's next week? February? It is February. It's going to be. It, yeah, yeah. It going to be Actually, t- today is February 7th if you're listening to this on Friday. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, maybe it isn't. No, like, whatever. You, uh, time travel. Time yeah, travel. Yeah, you guys yeah. just watch this two days before. Oh, man. <laughs> what didn't I expect? I, I know that I wrote the questions for this, but I don't, I don't really know what I didn't expect. I didn't expect, I guess, to make such great connections. Great connections. With the fellow officers and yeah. with the all council. Because, like, some of my best friends are the people that have served in student council with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I have been the president for four years, but the other positions, besides uh, the historian, Becca Briscoe, cool person, has served for historian uh, four years. And what does that do? What? Uh, they, like, keep records and they advertise and, like, they're kind of like a PR person. A PR. Oh, okay, wow. And also representing the school and also mm-hmm. uh, filling in for other positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she could tell you more about that if she wanted and if you wanted to hear from her. But uh, just everyone else in the positions has like kind of filtered out, changed over the years, but they're still awesome people. Like I, I can still see my hang, myself uh, hanging out with any of them at any point. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you know, just top of your head, like what are the top, I guess, four people that, that are around here? Yeah, so the vice president, Michael Becker, he's in our physics class as well, so he's just also in there. It's a very busy physics class, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then we have our secretary, Kitty Gibson. She is the one that we elected at the beginning of the year. Thank you so much, Kitty, if you're listening. 
I don't know what we would do without a secretary. Uh, and then we have our treasurer, Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is oh, Jeannie, uh, uh, what, what's the last name? No. Who's going to say that? No. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Jeannie, who's in the... Yeah, so we have our treasurer, Jeannie, and she is very helpful. This is her first year as an officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very nice to work with her. She's a great person to work yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have our historian, Becca, like I mentioned Becca. earlier. Yeah. And she has been working as an officer for the past four years. That's where I met her, and so we've just become really good friends through that. And so, yeah, it's just been a great opportunity to Fantastic, yeah. other seniors. Yeah, and I, I, too, like all those seniors, are very uh, very nice people, very good people, so it's nice to know that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, are you involved in any other activities? I am involved in other activities. <laughs> like what? Well, I, <laughs> I'm involved in... Uh, hey, can you let go? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continue. I am, first off, yes, I am involved in student council. I'm also involved in the theoretical physics club. I love that one. I'm in student diversity council. I'm in uh, the common ground club. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm really involved in the school. So if you ever want to know more about any of the clubs I'm in, just come up to me and ask me about it. I'll most likely tell you. Yeah. So it looks like we're nearing the end, mm-hmm. as usual. Yeah. Um, so thank you again, Mr. Evans, also known as Lil Fizz, uh, for that amazing interview. We really appreciated that. Thanks to you too, Carson, for that student council enlightenment session. Yeah, and, and once again, happy birthday, Cielo. I hope you had a wonderful day. Um, and this is Chuck. This is Carson. And this is Chris. We are on Spotify and Google Podcast. And don't forget to listen to us by searching at Madeway Panther Podcast. See you guys later. Do 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 do